You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast with Brian Weber. It's a talk show. We talk. And former Pro Bowl Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart. Hey, get your popcorn ready. NFL No Huddle airs live weekdays from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern on the NFL on TuneIn, your everything audio app. As we continue on NFL No Huddle, the podcast, let's head back to Minneapolis for more of our coverage of Super Bowl 52. Let's recap what happened last night, starting with the conversation Cordell was alluding to. Cordell went one-on-one with former Steeler, now Patriot linebacker James Harrison. You had a few times to go to some championships with the Steelers, and now you have a chance to go with New England. What's the difference in the approach or just the mindset going into the game? I don't don't like to compare differences. Uh, You know, the the approach uh, here is what it is. Um, The approach there was what it was. Um, You know, everybody uh, does things different ways. It is what it is. When you look at, I mean, I became a big fan. You know, it's a follow you. I always tag you as of lately for sure because we know how things are at times. You you get let go at, at the 11th hour, and all of a sudden you get a chance to go to the dark side. It's like we sometimes call it when we were in Pittsburgh, but you're on the bright side because you're playing in a championship. Is this a, a revenge-type feeling? You've always played angry all the time, you know, in a sense of being, let's just say, efficient, strong. Give me your take on what's the feeling inside right now to be able to be a part of this game like you've been with Pittsburgh because you wasn't given a chance like you wanted to in that last year, like negotiate it. Uh, it's, it's grateful. Um, you know, I thank God daily, um, you know, hourly for the opportunity that I have now. Um, this is all God's doing. This is his plan. And uh, right now it's, it's, uh, it's working out quite well for me. So um, I'm going to sit back, continue to ride, and uh, see where it puts me. You're playing when you play with two Hall of Famers, Ben Roethlisberger and now Tom Brady. Um, I know there's some differences, but when you've had a chance to be fortunate throughout your career, for the most part of it, you play with two Hall of Famers. How much easier it makes your life knowing that those guys on that side of the ball will get you the ball back so you can go and get those five tackles in your first game, two forced fumbles and and the sack or two sacks and a forced fumble to where you can play the level, to the level that you want to play to? Um, you know, anytime you have two quarterbacks of that caliber, you know, it's, it's just great for the team all around. Um, you know, it, it gives you a different feel. Uh, you know, at times where, you know, most teams may think, oh, the game is out of hand, you know, you never think that, you know. So, um, you know, just having that, you know, that guy, those type of guys there is, is great. Let's continue to bring you the highlights from last night, shifting our attention from New England to Philadelphia. And this is a good transition because next up, it's Eagles running back LeGarrette Blunt, who, of course, came over from the Patriots in the offseason. LeGarrette, you, you had an opportunity to play with the Steelers. Great organization. You had a chance to obviously play with New England. Won a championship with them. A couple, actually. And then all of a sudden, now you're playing with Philly and you're helping them get to the next level. Give me your take. When it comes down to playing with that many great organizations, how big of a difference is it? It's a big difference, man. Um, you know, you got an organization that, you know, that has won multiple championships, and you got an organization that has been to the Super Bowl once and, you know, have the opportunity to go to it again and play in the, and, and play against, you know, obviously one of the better teams in, in, in the NFL um, with the Patriots. So, you know, you got to just make sure that, Man, you got to be prepared to play 60 minutes against these guys. You can't go in there and think that, you know, you're up by however many points and the game is over. If you don't play 60 minutes, you're never going to beat them. So we just got to go in there and be prepared. Be prepared. Last year you put up 18 touchdowns with New England. You led the league. Now you're doing it by committee with Jay Ajayi, 
Clements and Smallwood. How great is that for you and your body? But yet, knowing that when you get the football, you got to make the most of it because, you know, you're sharing it by you're doing it by committee, which is a great thing. Yes. Keep teams on off the on the heels, but yet you get a chance to be a part of a championship team and bring that type of toughness to this game. Um, it's a great opportunity, you know. Um, it's amazing for my body because, you know, obviously I don't, you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not carrying the ball 300 times, you know. Um, you know, don't 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 get it, don't get me wrong, you know. Uh, as a running back, you want the football, but uh, you know, I mean, running back by committee, we got a lot of playmakers in our backfield. With me, Wendell, Corey, Jay, we got a lot of playmakers in our backfield. So, you know, as long as we got that and and, and everybody can and everybody's pretty healthy, I think we I think we're good. What makes what makes Nick Foles so good? Because, you know, a lot of people like to say the last couple of games was what they remember most, but before that, he was twenty-seven touchdowns, two interceptions when he was Philly way back in thirteen. So he comes back again, and against Atlanta, you guys put a phenomenal game plan together, similar to what uh, New England did to Atlanta in the Super Bowl. You know, hitting the back in the backfield, y'all stole that one. And then all of a sudden, y'all went vertical against Minnesota. Give me your take on Nick Foles and how he's been able to adjust. And that actually, most importantly, be positive and humble at the same time to Carson Wentz. Um, you know, he, he's done everything that he needs to do and that, he, that, he, that he's supposed to do to prepare. You know, um, he was ready for the moment, man. You know, um, he was one of those, he, was, he was one of those players that you know prepared and prepared and 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 waited on this opportunity. When the opportunity presented itself, he bloomed and he, you know, he showcased his skills. Um, I mean, I can't I can't say I, you can't say enough about how well he's played for us because obviously he just you know had a hundred and something passer rating throughout the postseason, you know, which is which is which is unreal, you know. Um, you know he's he's played he's he's been amazing for us. You know ever since he stepped on the field, you know this season, and um, you now I have all the confidence in the world that he's going to play well for us this, this Sunday. Let's wrap it up for now by hearing from Patriot defensive tackle Ricky Jean Francois, who's gone from Washington to Green Bay in New England with the span of a calendar year. Ricky Jean Francois, we go from Washington to Green Bay. Now here with New England in the Super Bowl. Can you explain that to us, please, sir? It take me a while to explain that. One. Believe me, it take me a little minute to explain that. But I'm just happy that I'm here. Yeah, I mean, you you came on our show a couple of times. We talked about a few Dunkin' Donuts, but we never talked about championships per se. Other than, you know, you just want to play some ball because it was tough in Washington when you left there and let a lot of guys go and kind of spoke your mind because you was frustrated and saw how that went right. But yeah. all of a sudden now here we are. You're in this championship game, first time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Second time. Second time. Super. What's the difference between the first time you having a chance and this team and how they do it when they always say the, the Patriots way? I'm still trying to figure out the Patriot way part because I hear a lot of people tell that to me. But I think the first time I didn't get a chance to really enjoy it, take in the moment, take in like things like this, appreciate just being here because it's not guaranteed, no promise to me to be back here or even in the postseason. But now I'm, I'm just happy to be back in this position and, and I'm just taking in everything now as it comes. You know, as a player, sometimes when you have a chance to play against teams in a championship game from afar, the team that you may be playing against, they may have a great quarterback, right? Like Tom Brady, I played at Troy Aikman. And you're like, dang, man, I wish I had a chance to play with him. But now you get a chance to see it in practice. How good is it really based on what we hear from the outside, like the GOAT? Is it true based on what you've seen over your career? It is. I got a chance. The crazy part is I got a chance to see some, the best 12s at it. I got a chance to see Aaron Rodgers at his best, and I got a chance to see Tom Brady at his best. And to be able to say, and I got a chance to see both of them in the same season and been on the team with both of them, that's crazy. Aaron Rodgers, of course, was, was I would say, the most accurate mobile quarterback in the game. 
when I had a chance to watch him a few times, I mean, when under pressure, he's great. But this dude at 40 years old, he may not get to the spot as quick, but as he's getting to that soft spot in the pocket, he's still capable of delivering it, even if he has pressure coming down his face. How good does it make you guys feel on defense to know that when he's under pressure, he still can deliver? It's just just looking at him under pressure and just seeing him keep his cool, that's 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 some hard stuff. That's the, the number one thing we need to learn how to practice is just is people, how to stay calm under pressure. He he does it like it's just a, a second nature thing. And just to see him do it repeatedly over and over, I think it, it became just a norm to him. You look at Bill Belichick uh, from the outside looking at I had a great coach in Bill Cower, and he was a stickler of being physical and being aggressive. Bill Belichick, it's like do your job. And he's almost like a no-nonsense kind of coach, seems like. Maybe a powder puff behind doors. I don't know. But his direction and what he give you guys, does it force you to have to focus every single time? Because if you're not, he may take you out. Mm, he wants you to focus. He wants you to put up, be 100 in everything. Like you're saying, do your job. I've been around a lot of teams where people keep telling you to do your job and you see certain things happen. But here, when they say they actually do it, they, they, do, they, they do your job, he just – He's a teacher. He's he teaching a lot of players. He's developing a lot of guys. He's still developing me, even though I'm way up in years, but I'm still learning about football. And just to learn it from his perspective, it, that's a blessing. Can not many people say they can learn it from his way. When you see James Harrison comes in older than Tom Brady, and then Tom Brady's 40, you think you old in your career when you look at those numbers? What is it? James Harrison, what, 41, 42, and then you have Tom Brady, 40 years old? You're, you're, you're right into the thick of things. You're good, right? I'm, I'm always still on the front end of things. But just, but, but just to see those two people, just see those two players still going at a, a high rate and not slowing down, when people say something about age, age, like they say, is nothing but a number, as you can see, and they're showing you that. Now let's focus in greater detail on what's been working for Philadelphia. Last night, Cordell went one-on-one with their head coach, Doug Peterson. Doug, congratulations on your career as a player. Now all of a sudden have an opportunity to be a coach with Coach Andy Reid, but now being a head coach and finally getting that chance. When you first came into Philly, it sounded like there was a lot of conversations of maybe you were in above your head. And being a former quarterback, you was taught one thing, have a short-term memory. How did that allow you and help you to get past all of that noise to get to the point where you had the guys so focused with guys coming from different places like Jay Ajayi, Sean Jeffries, Chris Long, basically gave up his contract to take care of some kids in education. So all of a sudden now Nick Foles is a backup, short-term memory. How were you able to get these guys' attention and have them play so well the way they're playing right now? For me, it was about building a culture uh, in Philadelphia. Um, you know, and granted, I, I would say that, yeah, people were probably right in saying that I was not qualified. That's fine. I'm confident in who I am and what I am, and a 14-year NFL career has to speak for something. And being mentored by some of the great minds of this game, um, having been a player in two Super Bowls, uh, watching a team, you know, I, so there's there were life lessons along the way that, that prepared me for this opportunity, prepared me to become a head coach. Now, I might not have been the flashiest, you know, um, might not be the most uh, outspoken, vocal guy. But you know what? I built a culture that the guys bought into. Uh, they enjoy coming to work every day, coaches and players. The building's on fire. The city's on fire. And as long as we continue to have that success, it doesn't matter what people say about me or the team. What, what do you tell us something about Nick Foles that we don't know? Because, you know, 
he starts off with Philadelphia a few years ago where he goes 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, right? Everybody loves him. He comes back the last couple games of the season. Of course, Carson Wentz goes down. No one expected. All of a sudden, he's like, it's over with. But then he comes back, goes 23 to 30, 266 yards, and then goes something like 26 to 33, 352 yards, and three touchdowns in two different ways. One, hit the back out of the backfield a lot, all right? Similar to how New England did Atlanta in the Super Bowl to where all of a sudden you went vertical in the last game and against Minnesota. What makes him so special? You know, you know, and, and that's that's the thing about Nick is he, it doesn't matter. It, the bottom line is he wants to win the game. He doesn't care how we win the game. And and if it means we got to play small ball, we'll play small ball. If it means we got to stretch the field, we'll stretch the field. His demeanor is stretching the field. That you almost have to kind of corral him in a little bit and say, hey, we can't always. It's like Carson. Yeah, listen, it's okay to stay down the field, but. You know, let's play small ball from time to time, and they have, they have that demeanor, and they can they can do that. Both those guys can do that, and that's something about Nick that that uh, is, is special in the way he, the way he prepares, the way he puts himself in, in game situations during the week. Um, you know, and 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 we can we can we can accomplish our task in any way. It's not always it's not always one style. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast, and we'll be right back with more after this. It's a new year and time for you to explore new podcasts on TuneIn. What better way to celebrate the new year than taking a look back at the best podcasts of 2017? From news and politics to true crime, comedy, and history favorites, we've rounded up our favorites and there's something for everyone. Shows included Dirty John, S-Town, My Favorite Murder, Homecoming, Pod Save America. Start your new year with these podcasts and more. Just search podcasts on TuneIn today. Welcome back to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. As we continue on NFL No Huddle, the podcast, let's head back to Minneapolis for more of our coverage of Super Bowl 52. Let's say hello to Redskins quarterback Kirk Cousins, who joins us on behalf of Verizon. Kirk, great to see you. Thanks for taking the time. And let's start with your college career because a lot of folks forget Nick Foles started his career at Michigan State before transferring to Arizona. How long have you known him? What's your relationship like? Yeah, that's right. We were teammates back in 2007. And even funnier is that uh, the starter at the time when Nick and I were backing up was Brian Hoyer, who's now the back of the Tom Brady. So it's funny how as 10 or 11 years have passed, we all go our separate ways, but uh, our paths still seem to cross. So uh, really pulling for for both of those guys this weekend. But, uh, you know, certainly want to see Nick have a great game. And yeah, we were we were teammates freshman year, had math class together and, you know, did the whole freshman freshman life together. Well, you, you move on and get to the National Football League, and, and you come in uh, in the fourth round. Uh, you and RG3 come in in the same draft, which is crazy for a team uh, to be able to do something. Give me your take on where you, were, where you were coming out of college, going into the draft, and knowing that RG3 was ahead, but you really wanted to have an opportunity to truly compete for that job. Yeah, you know, it's uh, this career is just a marathon, not a sprint. And I did feel like knowing I wasn't going to be a top 10 pick, the odds of me going somewhere and starting right away were, were pretty slim. So I knew it was going to be looking for the long haul. And when I got drafted to Washington, I felt like getting drafted to a team coached by Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. I just felt really good about being under their coaching, knowing that that would serve me well no matter what happened in my career. And I, I do think now looking back after six seasons, that proved to be true. And I was very fortunate to end up there. And it was a great learning experience for me as I went through the process. Chatting with Kirk Cousins, who joins us on behalf of Verizon. So because we're talking about your path through the NFL and you started your career as a backup, how much admiration do you have for Nick Foles and what he's achieved this year? 
Uh, it's just uh, a tough job to come in uh, off the bench for a team that's been doing everything right. And uh, your margin for error appears to be so small because the, the standard of expectation at the quarterback position with what Carson Wentz was doing was so high. And, uh, and yet Nick's gone in here and just had a great game after great game in the playoffs on big stages. And uh, he's got one more big stage to go, but uh, uh, happy for him and the success he's had. And uh, it'll be, you know, another exciting NFL game, another exciting Super Bowl, two great teams that have had great years. And that's, I guess, what you want if you're part of this league. You mentioned a marathon, and particularly for the quarterbacks, for sure it is. Oh, yeah. um, you came in as a backup, and, and there's a chip that has to be on your shoulder in order to maintain and endure through the process of seeing certain things unfold in front of you, knowing that in some cases you probably can do a better job, right? So all of a sudden you get your chance, and, and it's almost as if from afar, playing the position, being in the league, understanding the business side. When we heard the sounds of ooh-wee, and you like that. <laughs> I think we might have that. We because it's a radio that. show, audio is important. Yeah, <laughs> and so when hearing that, and I think I saw you do it to uh, maybe one of the business guys or whatever, where you basically said, is this enough to prove to you guys that I am worthy of being a starter on this football team? You know, it's uh, it's been a funny journey. I thought it was and, funny, uh, man. It was funny. It was hilarious. Yeah, viral, it was, big moment. Yeah. Oh, it was nice, man. It was good. No doubt. But you understand, Cordell, more than anybody, uh, that this league will beat you up. It'll test you. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you just have to ignore the noise, keep going, stay the course. And, and when you're a backup, you know, you, you, you want the opportunity to play. But then when you play, you realize all that comes with that and the challenges yeah. <laughs> that are thrown at you. So yeah. it really never ends. And you just have to continue to stack up years and grind and push through stuff and just believe that tough times don't last and tough people do. And uh, choose to be a tough person and believe that if you do that, good things will happen. Chatting with Kirk Cousins, who's teamed up with Verizon. You've matched up with Philadelphia twice a year within the division since you took over the starting job. What makes this defense so tough this year and do you think they can apply some pressure to Tom Brady on Sunday? I have great respect for the Eagles for their defense. I think it starts with their pass rush, which goes back to, I believe, Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator. He talks about, you know, we tackle the running back on the way to the quarterback. And so their focus is to get a pass rush relentlessly all game long. And they have so much depth there with their first-round pick, Barnett. They got Chris Long, plus the guys they already had in Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Vinnie Curry. So they have so much depth. They can rotate guys in. They keep people fresh. And then the pass rush is just relentless all game long. And if you get behind, now you're forced to drop back and you really play into their hands. So... Um, really good defense, great coaching, great players in the back end, and guys like Malcolm Jenkins. They got pro bowlers all over the field, and um, you know they they provided a challenge for people all season long. We actually had some some success against them at times, but uh, um, you know they they certainly got on a roll this year. Both these teams have done a phenomenal job, I would say, of protecting the quarterbacks. Uh, one team, of course, in Philly, Carson Wentz, and then all of a sudden Nick Foles come out of nowhere and. Last couple games of the season were kind of sketchy, uh, but you know that was let's just finish the season and move towards something a little bit bigger. I would think, considering how good he played against Atlanta and Minnesota, tell us how important it is to have that continuity up front to allow the quarterback and also the play caller to be able to put you guys in a position that allows you to be as efficient and, and execute the plays as well as you can. Oh, I think in general continuity is so important in this game because it is such a complex game, and uh, when you have to have a revolving door, it makes life tough. But uh, the offensive line position is tough to develop. I don't think that guys are coming out of college fully ready for what these NFL pass rushers are bringing to the table. And so it takes time to develop linemen, and and uh, it's hard to just plug and play a group of guys. You have to really invest in them and build up a group and give them confidence. And there's a large mental side of the game, too, of the protections and the complications there and the identifications and the blitzes in the front. So You just said a lot to the listeners. <laughs> we break it down there's a lot on the NFL there's on There's a lot to do there, but uh, uh, you, know, you got to have a great offensive line coach. got to have guys who, who are willing to work and uh, – uh, it is a big part of being successful. As a quarterback, as you know, it helps to get the ball out of your hand quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Timing is everything. 
Kirk Cousins is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. As a peer of Tom Brady, are you as astonished as we are as fans? Cordell's the player. I'm the loud guy on this show. That mm-hmm. somehow, some way, he's getting better as he gets older. He's the only guy I can think of who's defeating time right now. Yeah, but he's also the only guy who, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but who really took his health and his body to the level that he's taken it. It just wasn't something people were doing in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. You know, I don't think they had the knowledge. But uh, I do believe that as players take that more seriously, I do think you'll see more careers last. I mean, the Drew Breeses and those kinds of guys, too, will continue to play uh, into a much longer uh, career than most guys have in the past. And, um, you know, that's what's made Tom great is his arm has gotten stronger as he's gotten older. He's, he's healthier now. He feels better now than he did at 25, he said. And it's a really unique thing to say, but the proof is in the pudding. And uh, for a guy like me who's turning 30 this next year, uh, I want to make sure 30 is the new 20. And I got a long ways to go in this league, and, and I'm only getting better, and I'm hitting my prime and hitting my stride as opposed to starting to slow down. And I think I'm going to try to follow the same pattern that the Breezes and the Brady's I was going to ask, are you embracing what these yeah. greats are doing right now? I'm trying to, you know, uh, while they're peers of mine in some sense, I mean, I was in middle school when Tom won his first Super Bowl. So in a lot of ways, you know, I'm they're guys that I'm trying to follow after, trying to learn from, trying to study from a distance and pick their brains when I run across them. And um, to the degree that they're willing to share input, I'm trying to, to soak it up. And, uh, you know, things like diet and sleep and uh, preparation and uh, leadership and, you know, coaching your teammates and all that. And that's something I have grown into now. And I, you know, I'm only six years into this league, and I'm hoping the next six years can be a really good run for me. I guess you could say Tom Brady has evolved uh, in a way where, He's allowing the times, whether it's technology or whatever, eating, sleeping, as you mentioned, to really help his game uh, get to a level where at 40 years old, it seemed like he's playing like in his mid-30s or maybe earlier. Uh, What are you doing to try to, because I know when I came in the league uh, back in 1995, it was just lift weights, get strong, get fast, eat. You know, try to make the great reads. Same from a from a technique standpoint. Somewhat the same things, but there's so many different avenues you guys can go right. uh, go by, go through in order to get to where you want to. What are you doing to keep yourself together? Because if Tom Brady's doing it at 40 yeah. and you're just 30, that means you have 10 years plus to be able to play in this league. What are you doing to keep yourself together? Oh, it's a, it's a lot. It's quite a bit. You know, it's you know looking at my training, saying you know why am I doing what I'm doing? So I'm not just lifting weights. I'm really taking it you know to another level with my training and my movements and making sure my body's well prepared for what I what gets thrown at me in an NFL season from a diet standpoint you know doing blood draws and food allergy tests mm. and trying to take my diet to a whole nother level to figure out what's the best possible way I can be eating to help my longevity from a sleep standpoint you know studying my sleep wearing sensors to get an idea of how well am I sleeping what's the quality of sleep I'm getting how many hours do I need just continuing to gather and research. In. how does that impact family life loved ones they just say it's part of your job and they well, go okay get in that hyperbaric chamber we'll yeah. talk to you later now, I know I, you have one of those we right? do own a hyperbaric chamber but yep. you know the, the fun thing for me is is uh, my wife has gotten on board too so she oh, cool. uses she uses the chamber as much as I do she enjoys learning about sleep she's started the revamp her diet as well so you know we're a team we've done it together and it's been kind of fun and that's really been a blessing for me to marry somebody who's really going through this NFL career with me and we're doing it together that, that's a lot of fun well you, you know you say the family's from Georgia I won't say exactly where because it's nobody's business but you're in <laughs> Georgia I will make sure I get your contact so I can use that hyperbaric chamber there you but, go. Uh, as you move forward through this process of what you have going on you know it uh, the couple years of getting a franchise tag and and not having that long-term commitment that I think as a quarterback you deserve. I was riding with you uh, the time in which you were you were making a run of trying to get to the playoffs your first year starting to get into the playoffs and and of course you know how it goes. Um, Where do you really want to be? Is it that you want to be somewhere where you're wanted? Is it somewhere you want to be where you just want to stay where you are because it's comfortable? Or you just want to go somewhere where you can actually have an opportunity to win? 
I, I think it all comes down to winning at the end of the day. That's what it's about, um, especially at this stage in my career where um, I've experienced, you know, um, being able to be franchise tagged and having those opportunities and playing and, you know, being a part of a, a team that went to the playoffs, but we lost our playoff game. Um, just want to win. And I, I think that can be Washington, but certainly want to, you know, give myself the best chance to win. And that's where my focus is going to lie, not only this year, this offseason, but every year going forward. That's really what it's about now. Yep. You know the lame analogy that the franchise tag is like dating somebody, not marrying them. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the financial terms. It's a good terms. date, though, by the way. <laughs> Was that a mental burden at all, knowing that? And, and I know that the counter is going to be you got to prove yourself every Sunday. Yeah. But it's a different approach when you have a one-year guarantee versus a multi-year guarantee. Yeah, you know, we've, we've talked it to death in the D.C. area locally, but... Uh, Really, you know, the first year, you know, I, I think my mindset was I, I want to do a long-term deal, get this over with. I don't want to date. Uh, I think the team had a different approach. You know, they wanted to see it another season, which my agent, you know, told me that that's totally fine. That's understandable. We have to be okay with that, and let's just go play and prove that we belong. Uh, after that first year of doing that, then, you know, my, my mindset shifted and I said, okay, you know, I, I think I'd like to just go year to year at this point and um, I'd like to date. So uh, that was kind of the way it went out and, um, you know, we'll see where we go from here. Dating is always the beginning process. <laughs> That's we right. know that. You, you you start the, you're the best at it. I'll just say that. I just have to get some notes from you. It has worked by. out very oh, well for Kirk Cousins. So good for my guys. <laughs> They're going to teach classes at business school. <laughs> Follow Kirk Cousins when it comes to dollars and cents. Yes, indeed. But, but when looking at this game that we have coming up, because I, I know some times it gets overbearing when talking about that stuff back in Washington. But, you know, we have to. Sure. But being that we're here in Minnesota, uh, when looking at these two teams, um, there's some pluses and minus with both of them. There's more pluses than anything. I think that's why they're here. But what do you like most about Philadelphia in comparison to New England? Because I think Philadelphia, to me, they're just a rugged football team. Yeah. And they play hard and prepare yeah. to go into overtime if needed. Uh, my experience being around some of those guys in the Eagles in the offseason and just hearing about their culture and their team is um, they seem to have an extra heartbeat, man. They seem to play hard for one another. They seem to just really have a good core group of guys, good leaders, just a good locker room. And I think a lot of teams say they have that, but um, they, the Eagles really seem to have built quite a, uh, a group with, that plays maybe with an extra heartbeat. And I think that's maybe a piece of the pie for them that, uh, that not every team has. And uh, I think it's helped them and elevate their play as a group and as a unit. But uh, you know, their defense is certainly stout and they've got a lot of money invested in that defensive line and they've they've gotten a return on that investment with the way they've they've been able to, to play this year. Let's wrap it up with some commerce. You have teamed up with Verizon. What are the details? Yeah, I'm here with Verizon this week, uh, just helping to get the word out about their new loyalty program called Verizon Up. And uh, uh, Verizon Up customers uh, will have access this week to their lounge, the Verizon Up Lounge, which is downtown at Super Bowl Live. I'll be there later this afternoon. But, uh, um, you know, it's just a great uh, customer loyalty program that if you are a Verizon customer, you can download uh, through the My Verizon app and, uh, and become a part of Verizon Up. And then if you're not a Verizon customer, I just want to encourage people to, to take a look. Uh, it's time to switch over to the best network there is. And uh, Verizon's done a ton of work here in the Minneapolis area to get ready for the Super Bowl week and to give fans the best possible experience with their network. And so they've improved uh, the network 500% in the region and really tricked out the stadium two years in advance to make sure that uh, this week will be a very, very good week for fans from a Verizon. Uh, perspective. Great way to download the TuneIn app as well and catch all the Redskins action that we have here on TuneIn. Finally, no need for a bake sale. The franchise tender has worked out very well, but have you been able to monetize? You like that? or I can think of a ringtone, t-shirt, hat. There's yeah. a lot of money That's on the you, table here, Kirk. Lock it in, bro. Well, you know, it happened during the season. Unfortunately, the moment happened right before
before our bye week. So I did have some time on the bye week to just talk about, okay, what do we do now? Right. And uh, we ended up selling some T-shirts, and we nice. raised about $40,000 for charity, cool. which was a really cool right. thing. And then, uh, you know, we got the trademark on it just in case you wanted to do something. We've done a little bit here and there and then donated the proceeds to charity. It by no means has been a franchise tag, but, uh, <laughs> but it's been a fun deal, and we'll probably continue to just keep the copyright and see what, what comes up in the future. And, you know, my thing is I want to have a career for the next several years that creates a few more you like that moment. So right. hopefully that, oh. that happens. Trust me, you have it coming to you. Trust me, it's in your favor regardless of how it goes. But this game you see coming up, who do you see winning this football game? And, and give us a reason why. Yeah, great question. I'd love to get your thoughts too. But, um, you know, it's hard to go against the Patriots and Bill Belichick and that culture and that team and, and Tom Brady. And um, I think that'll be the popular pick. I'm probably going to be in that same camp. I, I do think it'll be close early. I think that... Uh, uh, they can hang with them, and I, I just see late in the game, you know, whether it's coming out of the second half, making some halftime adjustments, whether it's the fourth quarter, I just see the Patriots probably distancing themselves, and it could be a play that has nothing to do with Tom Brady. It could be a special teams play. It could be a defensive play. They just seem like such a well-rounded team and well-coached and handle situational football so well. So that would probably be my prediction, but um, I am really pulling for Nick Foles, being that we were college teammates, and, uh, you know, wouldn't mind seeing those Eagles, um, you know, have a, have a positive day. I'll say this. I mean, they're in your division, so you know right. who they are. I mean, you've seen them play literally for 60 minutes yeah. plus and capable of doing it. But one thing I see about this team different than the rest of the teams they played, even Jacksonville, is in the second half, the adjustments that are made with New England, those same adjust adjustments are made with Philly. Sure. To the point where the teams that had opportunities to beat New England this year in the second half, they took the foot off the, bell, off the pedal. This Philadelphia team overall, in a sense of their passion, their resolve, uh, I think playing even to the underdog yeah. you know, thing, um, right. I kind of see them being a team that if anyone can get, really give them a push, I mean, other than the Pittsburgh game, we saw right. that one. Jesse James scored a touchdown, by the way, just to <laughs> make know. sure it's understood. Yeah, I you know. said, I know. I'm my man. I know. Ooh-wee, I can say that for you. Um, I just see this being a closer game than most people think because many yeah. think New England's going to run, run away with it. But this defense, I yeah, just think and, they have more the depth, to prove, man. You know, and, they, they that's depth, a great so point in the depth. They'll stay fresh. You know, last year we saw Atlanta kind of wear down. You know, the time yep. of possession really favored New England in the second half, and I think that pass rush in Atlanta got tired. It was hard for them to perform uh, playing and play out when they got yep. tired. And the Eagles have a little more depth. Than they can 90 plays. In. They played yeah. 90 plays in that Super It's a lot to ask the defense. Yep. So I think with the depth the Eagles have, maybe they can – Stay strong throughout the whole game. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. We'll be right back after this. Catch all new episodes of some of your favorite podcasts early with TuneIn First Play. You can listen to new episodes from some of your favorite shows, like Haunted Places by Parcast. Every episode, I take you to the scariest haunted places on Hollywood Earth. Hollywood and Crime by Wonder. We also tested the purse for fingerprints. Nothing viable there either. And Uncivil by Gimlet before they're available anywhere else. Where we ransack America's past and discover that history is only kind to those who write it. Search First Play Podcast and listen early. Listen often. Listen today. This is NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Welcome back to NFL No Huddle, the podcast, bringing you the biggest names in football, getting ready for Super Bowl 52 from Radio Row in Minnesota. Great friend of the program, the Hall of Famer Orlando Pace, former Rams offensive lineman who joins us on behalf of Kay Jewelers. And Orlando, we're going to have to change what we call the imaging, the production for this program. It's not No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. It's no Huddle with Brian Weber, Cordell Stewart, and Orlando Pace, fifth appearance on this program, fifth my friend. Fifth appearance, man. Hasn't been that many times. We should get you a door prize 
guys or right. something. Put my name up on the stuff. <laughs> that would be good. But, you know, you come into this situation, you know, it's the biggest stage on earth. Uh, let's just say that when it comes to sports, you've been on it before, of course. I had an opportunity to see it. Give me your take on this New England Patriots football team from the standpoint of they've kind of from a controversial standpoint have been on this stage, whether it's Spygate, Deflategate, however you want to add it up. But for some reason, every single year they're in contention to getting here. What does that say about this football team? Is it more about, because we don't hear anything about them now. It seemed like they're just playing really good football. Yeah, you know what it is. And, and I, I remember uh, I've been talking about it. Super Bowl 36, they beat us. And I was like 15 years ago. And if you think about this, what Tom Brady and Bill Belichick is doing is, is it went from bitterness to now you just got to respect it, man. Because, you know, when you look at a Jacksonville team that they, they, they you know, went in and they were up early in the, in the, in the first half and you kind of feel in like, okay, they got a chance. They got a chance. And then all of a sudden the fourth quarter happens and, and the game changes, a couple a couple penalties, and it's a different game. And, and they've been doing that for years. So it almost seems like if you can't overcome that adversity, then, you know, the Patriots are going to come out and, and rout you. Orlando, I know you're a big sports fan. In the past, we've talked about your love for college football. If we think about what this team is doing, you got a salary cap. you got player movement with free agency, yet they've sustained it for a decade and a half. Could this Patriots dynasty be the most impressive dynasty we've ever seen in pro sports? Absolutely. I think so, uh, especially if they win this week. Uh, and, Cordell, you know, you've you played in the NFL. And for it's how hard it is to, to win a Super Bowl, right? And then to go back-to-back back and win another Super Bowl, that is a difficult task. And for them to do it, you know, multiple times over, it speaks volumes to their system and what they have in place in, in New England. Yeah, I remember coming in the league uh, my first year in, in 95, and we played against uh, the Cowboys in Super Bowl 30. Now, mind you, before that, I have gone, I went to maybe out of three years, I went to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, playing the, in the Fiesta Bowl. So I'm thinking, out of four years, I've gone back to this place three times playing in bowl games. I'm like, this is going to be easy. We can do it again next year. Absolutely. And here it is. This team has been in seven NFC Championship games, two times throughout Tom Brady's career. Uh, Three out of four years, they've gone to a Super Bowl. I mean, how do you put this in perspective when it comes to greatness of any sport, whether it's basketball, whether it's hockey, whatever it is, what do you put this, this organization in that, when it comes to that category? Well, it has to be at, at, it has to be at the top. You know, even and we talked about, we, you alluded to, like the, the distractions, whether it's Spygate, whether it's, you know, Deflategate or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. But I, I feel like they thrive under those distractions for some reason. And that's their, that's their calling card for the year. Like, hey, nobody think we can do it. They feel like we cheated. And then, you know, they come out winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Hall of Famer Orlando Pace is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. He joins us on behalf of K Jewelers. Stay tuned. There could be some singing on the way. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. All right, so we've danced around it. Cordell is more politically correct than me. I'm the loud guy. I used to do radio with Todd Light, former okay. teammate of yours. And That's he said right. bluntly, something was amiss in your Super Bowl against the Patriots. <laughs> they knew stuff they should not have known. What right. do you think all these years later was going on in that Super Bowl? Well, you know, obviously... Uh, and, 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 you know, that whole Spygate thing was tough. And obviously it's easy to say that after the game. But 
you know, when you play the game in the red zone, teams typically know what you're going to run, right. unless you're re- especially that late in the year. And, you know, it's still our job to go out and execute, you know, and, 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 and you know, score touchdowns opposed to field goals and, and uh, you know, play our style of football. So, you know, we probably knew what they were running just based on film study and everything but that kind of goes with it. Uh, practices, but allegedly. We didn't take their, par- their, 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 their practice. Uh, so that was different. Uh, but uh, what are you going to do about different. it now? Come on. <laughs> you can get a little louder if you want to, Orlando. Right. Different is kind. I think yeah, we felt felonious. Yeah, yeah, it was. But uh, obviously nobody's going to give us a ring based on that Super Bowl or not. So I'm not one to cry over spilled milk. It's just nobody hasn't been able to stop Well, them. remember, we played in the week prior. Yeah. And they knew every <laughs> single thing that we were doing. So I'm wondering if it's two weeks in a row right. uh, that they're capable of getting this done and they win the games. I mean, you can go even further back to the tuck rule. Yeah. Playing, I mean, come on, there's a lot of stuff taking place. But, but with that being said there is another team on the other side um, and, and I think they're about as tenacious as it gets especially defensively led by Fletcher Cox uh, their quarterback uh, no one thought they would get this far with Nick Foles uh, you've been around some football teams I mean mainly you've been with the Rams of course one year with with the Chicago Bears but when you look at how that team Trent Green and also Kurt Warner came in the backup comes in and plays good I mean because Kurt Warner was technically the backup yeah absolutely technically yep. and he goes off and he makes a run what do you see with Nick Foles when it comes to that opportunity? Could it be somewhat similar? Maybe historically, maybe not. But in a sense of what he's able to do and what we've seen him do so far, he has a chance. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think one thing he has to guard himself with, don't let the moment get too big for him this week and play his same style of football when they beat the Vikings a, a week ago. And uh, and that team does a really good job of that underdog mantra. Yeah. And I think they, they bring that to this game. Nobody believes they're going to win. And they just go out and play football. So I'm looking for an exciting game. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Philly. Uh, only because I'm, you know, I don't pick Patriots, but uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think they, I think they play consistently. If you look at it, they probably played the best football, even losing Wentz and, and Jason Peters, and that, you know, they still play consistently the best football throughout the year. Chatting with the Hall of Famer Orlando Pace, who's teamed up with K Jewelers. How much credit should we give the Patriots for their? continuity. Think about the roster turnover. We looked up the stat to make sure it was valid. Only 14 players are still on the team from the Patriot team that beat Seattle three years ago. This is their third Super Bowl in the span of four years. Right. Wow. And not to even mention losing the coaches that they look, they lose, you know, year and they'll probably lose two more this year. And, uh, you know, obviously to keep that unit together. But, you know, I guess the one constant is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a that's a heck of a constant. And, you know, Brian and I, we talked about this during the week. Uh, you talk about systems. You know, in every system you've known in sports where they've had success and gone to championships, there have been two pieces that was always consistent, right? It was a player mm-hmm. and a coach. Yep, Basketball, Michael Jordan, absolutely. Phil Jackson. Absolutely. I mean, whether he goes to the Lakers, one guy was Kobe Bryant. Uh, you look at Greg Popovich. You know, you had Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich. And now here it is. You have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. In history, where do you put them? Because the greatness, I mean, even Bill Walsh. You know, think of Bill Walsh and Joe Montana. Where would you put this crew in history, you know, outside of football? Just greatness overall when it comes to sports in general. You know, you have to put them up there next to probably Phil Jackson and and, and Michael Jordan because Mike is obviously the greatest of all time in this sport. And Phil won a number of championships doing what, you know, coaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, with the, you know, obviously – 
losing so much on that team, you got to give them a lot of credit too, man, because they lost a lot of pieces and they just keep plugging and playing, man. And, and winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Orlando, we think about you with the Rams. We know you're a proud alumnus. We've seen you on the field at the LA Memorial Coliseum. How impressed were you by the turnaround this year? How far away is this team from taking the next step and playing in the Super Bowl? Uh, I think they're I think they're extremely close. They have a, a young quarterback, a young running back. They have a, a, a pretty aggressive defense. And uh, I like what Sean McVay's doing from an offensive standpoint. He loves football. He draws up plays and 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 he has the the, the perfect comparison because he lets he lets uh, Phillips just run that defense and they and with that. I think they're, they're set for years to come if everybody can stay healthy. Uh, obviously, they took that loss to the Falcons early in the playoffs this year, but I think they gained valuable experiences through that loss, and it'll help them moving forward. I guess you could say there's a new star in town, right? You know, you have obviously the red carpet events and all the Emmys and the Grammys, all that fun stuff when it comes to L.A., but now all of a sudden you have Sean McVay, the youngest coach in the history <laughs> of the game, really coming in with that baby face kind of look, really young and vibrant, right? Uh, and taking this kid, Jared Goff, in the place where – Last year when watching him under Coach Fisher, he was wondering why in the heck did they draft him so early? But then he comes out this year, Todd Gurley, even. Uh, he didn't have a 100-yard rushing game last year. And right. all of a sudden this year he's just an all-around player in the voting for the MVP in one of those categories, maybe the top three. Right. Uh, Give me your take on what you're looking forward to seeing in this football team as the years come. Obviously, those guys getting better. Uh, obviously, Jared Goff with one more year of experience, him getting better. Uh, I think outside of receivers, solidifying some some number one receivers in that position. And then offensive line always solidifying that. And, and signing Aaron Donald, hopefully they sign him to a long extension, yeah. keep him locked in because he, he could play some football. And uh, obviously, you know, with the NFC West being down a little bit, hopefully they be that team that, that can ride that way for as long as they can. Finally, we know Valentine's Day is coming up. You have teamed up with the great people at K Jewelers. What are the details? Wow. Well, you know, obviously K Jewelers is a great partner of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You get a gold jacket, a bronze bust, and you get a beautiful ring, and uh, they, that, that's designed by K. But also, they're they're encouraging guys to go out and. Uh, you know, with that special one in, in Valentine's Day right around the corner to go out to K and pick up a, a nice piece of jewelry for your, your special lady or whoever uh, at that point in time. And, and you know, win and win Valentine's Day. That's what they really want. I get a win? Win. I just show up on Valentine's Day. I hope that's <laughs> enough. No? I can't hey, fake my way through it? I don't know. We have to say stop by K, man, and pick something up. And are we going to sing? Everyone's looking at me. I'm we're not going to be Frank Sinatra here. I'm going to be the first to the crew to run this program, <laughs> Mr. Cordell Stewart. We're waiting on you there, Brian. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm good. I did mine earlier. I did mine last night. That was yesterday. This well, is not, Super Bowl week. But this week. is a new day. Your turn. We Let's have go. a Hall of Famer with us. Let's Smile. Go. We're starting it off, man. Go ahead, Brian. Whomever starts, I will join in. All right. One, two, three. Every kiss begins with K. There you go. Come on, right. come on bro. There you go. Get him, Orlando. Orlando, when you come back for your double-digit appearance, yeah, when you get here show number 10, 11, I'll join you. All right, perfect. Always great to see you in person. Thanks for being a part of the NFL yes. on TuneIn again. No problem. Good seeing you guys. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast, and we'll be right back with more after this. It's a new year and time for you to explore new podcasts on TuneIn. Bring in 2018 with exciting new podcast episodes for the whole family like Story Pirates, This Podcast Has Fleas, Tumble Science for Kids, The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, and so many more. Start your new year with these podcasts and more. Just search podcasts on TuneIn today. 
Welcome back to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. This is a special edition of NFL No Huddle, the podcast with comprehensive coverage of Super Bowl 52 from Radio Row in Minneapolis. Pleased to be joined by one of their fine reporters, Judy Batista. Judy, thanks so much for taking the time. And we read your stuff years ago when you were working for the New York Times. So as the wordsmith on this set, how would you sum up where we are? Is this really the full encapsulation of Americana, the biggest event in all of sports in the biggest mall I've ever encountered? I have been saying to league officials that I run into, we need a mall element in every future <laughs> Super Bowl now. I am so conditioned now, like the food, because isn't it all we ever complain about is like there's not enough food right. around. Yep. Yep. Like right now you're in the, we're literally in a food court with an amusement park behind us. So um, yes, it's insane. I mean, it's the first time I saw it, I was just like, wow, this is bananas, but I, I'm, it's growing on me. I like it. I mean, if you need a jacket. If you need another pair of shoes, if you need yeah. just whatever you need. Like, do you need some you. beef jerky? Because there's a <laughs> Don't beef you jerky always need store beef right jerky? there. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, but with being here and understanding what this is all about, truthfully, um, you know, the Mall of America, I mean, it's a great game when you have Tom Brady, the Patriots, and all that great stuff and the story that he has wrapped around him. You know, when you think about what he's done, um, how do you put it in words? Just like you're trying to put it in words. We're being here at the Mall of America, consider everything we're around in the food court. What, 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 how do you put it in words, consider everything you've, you've covered with the National Football League? Uh, you know, when they beat the Jaguars, I was saying to one of the Boston reporters, like, I don't know how, how many more ways are we going to be able to say, like, he's amazing. Right. Like, this is insane. Uh, I happened to talk to Troy, Troy Aikman the other day, and he said, like, this is crazy what we're seeing. I, they have been to the AFC championship game 12 of the 17 years that Tom Brady has been the starting quarterback for Bill Belichick. That's nuts. Uh, and it's 12 of 16 if you don't count the year that he was injured, that he missed right. the entire season. That's 75% of the time. I mean, that's it's crazy. Uh, you know, seven AFC championship games in a row. This is the eighth Super Bowl. There's uh, look, He's clearly... It's clearly the greatest. We are running out of superlatives, and the question becomes, as we're chatting with Judy Batista, NFL Network follower on Twitter, at Judy Batista. Remind our friends at NFL Network are going to provide 85 hours of live Super Bowl coverage from here in the Twin Cities, getting you ready for the big game. What's going to change? Because we've been talking about continuity, and I guess the knee-jerk response would be, so long as you have Belichick and Brady, everything's going to be maintained. But we've seen coordinators come and go and think about this offseason. Irrespective of the outcome on Sunday, Josh McDaniels will be heading to Indy to become officially introduced as the head coach of the Colts. And you think about what's going to happen now with Matt Patricia going to Detroit. Do you think that'll have any impact on this juggernaut? Well, you know, in the past when they've had to, they have not had to replace both coordinators at the same time in quite a while. The last time they had to do it, it took them a few years to get back. Having said that, I they don't have a few years now to get back. I mean, Brady will be 41 at the start of the next season, so you got to go fast. Uh, their ability to adjust, Belichick's ability to churn the roster and keep getting guys to do what he wants them to do, Brady's ability to adjust to that. Like, let's face it, it's not like he's had, you know, his Jerry Rice for 15 years. Right. He's had a bunch of different guys. They are both so extraordinary at their ability to adjust that I am not sure. I think maybe they take a dip 
while they adjust, but I don't think it's going to be a big dip. Um, and the other question is, like, who in the AFC is going to catch them? Well, I think them? the Steelers is the right. answer, I mean, but the we Steelers just can't the rely team, upon them. Uh, you know, the Steelers are the team you look at. Maybe, you know, the Colts have a ways to go to come back, even if Andrew Luck is healthy. Uh, you know, the Jaguars are a good team. they got to they got to get over the hump, though. I mean, so who's going to who's going to challenge them? Steelers. But, but this is going to be, I think, the biggest challenge for this organization. Both coordinators leaving. You're back up in Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, right. in San Francisco. Tom Brady's getting older. Right. Father time is truly undefeated. Well, to me, the question is, and we keep discounting this because Brady keeps coming out and looking like Tom Brady. But at some point, he's going to decline. Mm-hmm. It has to happen. I thought the most interesting thing in that ESPN story that suggested there was a lot of turmoil in the organization was there was a sentence in there that said that people in the building see signs of decline in Brady. So if if that's real and if that continues, at what point does the decline become apparent on the field where they can't overcome it? And who's going to point that out to him? Because Robert Kraft, to me, is going to allow Tom Brady to play yep. so long as Tom Brady wants to be the quarterback in New England. Sure. And and but and what does Belichick do to put things around it to make it work anyway, even if they think some of his ability is slipping? Also, once he's rested, another offseason taking care of his body, do you get through another, you know, first three quarters of the season before you start seeing him struggle, maybe? Did you think we saw an erosion down the stretch because he had five consecutive games with a pick in the month well, that's of December the question. Was towards that, the business was that of a sign of erosion, well. or was he just tired? Was he beaten up? Was he maybe injured and we didn't know it? So, he wins this Super Bowl. Excuse me. He wins this Super Bowl. Is he done? Considering no. everything that we're talking oh, about, because no. the writing will be on the wall that it's now time to figure out what's next. Because coordinators, uh, to some players, to the backups. No. I mean, no. it's going to be a totally he's different team. He's going to be the league MVP this year. Right. There's no way he's he's done now. I mean, no. Is 45 a realistic goal? Well, look, when he first said it, I thought he was crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, but who knows? I mean, I don't, you know, he's going to be 41. That's still a long ways away let's be honest that's still another four seasons of one thing we know about quarterbacks is they don't decline slowly they seem to go off a cliff like once the decline starts it's rapid but the game helped though now right based on the rules and everything how they protect the players yeah but look i mean we saw this with peyton manning now he obviously had an extreme injury a neck injury but like he was fine, 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 looked great. And then all of a sudden, he didn't look great. He looked terrible. Balls were and bad. It went cr- and it went very quickly. Mm-hmm. So is that what we're going to see with Brady? Or will he decline incrementally and they will be able to do things around him to ease it? You wonder, will it be Johnny Unitas stumbling around I playing hope, for the God, Chargers? Hope Hopefully not. Right. Joe Namath with bulky knees right. playing for the L.A. Rams. But history tells us, and he's defying all this precedent, right. it ends badly for just about everybody. everybody. It does. There are very, very few graceful exits. There are very, very few John Elways who get to go out on top on their own terms. But that's why I asked the question, because, I mean, everything that's in front of him, based on what we know so far, coordinators leaving, it just seemed like the turmoil and Alex Guerrero is not on the sideline, who was his, who was his, 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 his I guess, his assistant. Still a, is. Business partner and guru not to an even, extent. Not even on the field anymore. Can't travel with the football team. So it's like, it's kind of falling apart. I think in, in front of our eyes, and I think maybe we're all in denial that maybe if he does win this game, because he's done it so well for so long, and he's made the comebacks different than any other player we've ever seen come back, maybe we're in denial of reality of saying, okay, if he wins this championship, will he be able to make a true run at it again? But you know what the answer is going to be. Of course.
course he's going to make another run yeah. at it again because what so he's too. done. I think uh, I'd, you know I'd I mean? be surprised. I'd be surprised if he walked away now. I, he, is, he played so well this season. They they might win another super. I mean, right. and, and he's going to have Belichick. The and he's going to be the reigning league MVP. He'd be the MVP, and he's still going to have Bill Belichick, even if they are. Man. I think it's fine if they're not on 100 on the same sure. page. That but, could be yeah, creative friction. Why not? It works Who in cares? many organizations. Yeah, and, right. I, and I'm just being a former player and saying, okay, we've seen the Michael Jordans, we see the Joe Montanas. Of course, he went off and took the team to a championship uh, uh, before the actual Super Bowl when he was with the Kansas City Chiefs after leaving the 49ers. But it's like, don't you want to ride off into the sunset? Because I don't see... What is he going to do, Cordell? He what? is solely the wife said possessed home. with football. The wife well, is asking is him the, to stay that home. That is the X factor. Uh, she has made no secret about her wish yeah. that he would retire. And he's ignored it so far, uh, frankly. Um, <laughs> Good at it, too. <laughs> I, I, I'd be shocked if he walked away uh, when he's the league MVP. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think shocked. she's going to try to keep this going as long as he sure. can because it is his identity it's his passion it's his bliss and yeah. all these cliches are true right i mean he's doing heart. he's doing things that nobody else has done before and i, and I think he enjoys again. being in that role yeah. right he's doing things like michael jordan doing things they haven't nobody's done thank you so much for coming out in person yes. we've enjoyed your work on tv My enjoy pleasure. the game you're not in the prediction business and you're a journalist air quotes as we're loud guys on the radio <laughs> What style of game do you think it's going to be? you think it's going to be competitive? I do think it'll be competitive, yeah. And mostly because I think the Eagles' defense is the kind of defense that can, you know, give Brady some trouble. Like the Giants did twice. Yeah, exactly. Like Jacksonville did. Yeah. And then they got conservative exactly. play calling. Judy, great to meet you. Thanks for joining Thanks. us on the Thanks NFL. Thanks for having me. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. We'll be right back after this. Catch all new episodes of some of your favorite podcasts early with TuneIn First Play. You can listen to new episodes from some of your favorite shows, like Haunted Places by Parcast. Every episode, I take you to the scariest haunted places on Earth. Hollywood and Crime by Wondering. We also tested the purse for fingerprints. Nothing viable there either. And Uncivil by Gimlet before they're available anywhere else. Where we ransack America's past and discover that history is only kind to those who write it. Search First Play Podcast and listen early. Listen often. Listen today. This is NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. As we close out NFL No Huddle, the podcast, let's take one more trip back to Radio Row in Minnesota for our coverage of Super Bowl 52. Pleased to be joined, because Cordell is the greeter for all our guests as well, by Robert Griffith, former Vikings All-Pro Safety, now shining in the world of business. We want to talk about you becoming a backpack mogul in a moment. We're doing our best to make sure we're balanced with the analysis, understanding where we are. We're in Minnesota. And we were at Super Bowl opening night last night. And the locals were not happy to see the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of booing last night. Uh, Yeah, you know, that's what happens when you get beat. I mean, you get beat, you get beat. I mean, uh, I think everybody was set for the Purple to be playing this week. And uh, unfortunately... Life is life. You got to play the game and you got to actually execute and win. Speaking of execution and winning, um, you've been here with Minnesota, Robert, and uh, you were one of the hard-hitting safeties for sure on this defense. In that defense that this Minnesota Vikings team, I was saying the secondary led by Harrison Smith, uh, they were everything opposite of that when playing against Philadelphia. When watching that defense play against that offense with Nick Foles leading the helm, what did you see different in that game in comparison to how they played all year? You, you know, sometimes you just don't have it. And I, I think 
a couple of things happened right away. Well, they went down, got a quick touchdown, great drive, and then four, you know, uh, two turnovers, two, two turnovers and 14 points. I think that's what shifted the game. And so now they couldn't just line up on third down or uh, just send the blitz like they wanted to on first or second or third, like when they want to. And Philly grinded it out. And uh, you got to make tackles, especially when you're away. Uh, You know, there's a lot of sayings, you know, the eye in the sky don't lie. That's one of them. NFL can't make the club in the tub. You know, we can can name 20 of them. Well, the other one is... Defense wins championships, but those defenses tackle everybody. Right. Think of Ray Lewis and these guys. Yeah, they tackle. Denver. Mm-hmm. They get guys on the ground. I mean, it's too many first downs on the ground for me. I'll give you another one. If Alshon Jeffrey's wide open, he's going to score a touchdown. And I didn't see that one coming at all because, and I'm not blinded by stats, but mm-hmm. we watch games. Right. Minnesota had a comprehensive defense. They were the best defensive team in all of football. Nick Foles picked them apart. Can he do it again on the biggest stage in all of sports? I, I think the game, there's no mystery. If, if they can't keep Tom Brady off the field, then the defense is going to get tired, just like Atlanta did. They're going to go no huddle, and then it's going to be his game. As soon as, as soon as defenders get tired, you see what happens. These guys don't make mistakes. Everybody knows where they need to be, and Tom's going to deliver it. And so there's no difference from Atlanta last year, uh, uh, you know, other some of the other wins late in the game. If they get behind and they don't get off the field, they got to get Brady off the field. Yeah. That's the main thing. Third down efficiency is everything. I will bank everything on that. When you look at how Philadelphia played against – Atlanta with Nick Foles, mm-hmm. Atlanta mm-hmm. and Minnesota. Yeah. You know, I was talking to the guys yesterday. And we had a couple guys come on with us and we was just going back and forth, myself, Brian, and, and our guests. And one thing I loved about what Doug Peterson did and Coach, um, uh, Coach Wright and what he did, um, they ended up in that game against Atlanta, they ended up hitting the back and the flats a lot. Similar to what we saw New England do to Atlanta in the Super Bowl. And you end up seeing James White end up getting nine catches for 109 yards or so and a touchdown or two. Because they end up coming in the next game in Minnesota and they went vertical. So it's almost like they were capable and kind of like New England. They're kind of ahead of the curve a little bit, like two steps ahead. And if there's a team, especially with this defense, that actually has the tendency to be able to play, let's just say for 62 minutes, because that's how New England plays. They don't play for 60 minutes. Right. They're prepared to play for 65 I think this game is going to be a much better game and a bigger game than most think. But the question mark has to be Nick Foles and can he keep his nerves about him to be able to go out and perform like they, he did in those two games. Okay, so Philly wins the game when they get up on some points in halftime, yeah. right? And then they are successfully running the ball. Because every time they get the ball in the second half, they got to have up. the backs too. They, right, they got they JHI, got, they got LeGarrette Blunt they running got, the football. They got to eat up four and a half minutes every time they get the rock. If they eat up one minute, two minutes, it's going. I'm telling you, that defense is going to get tired because it's going to be a no huddle. It's going to be some kind of speed up. Amadola, all these little guys, all these little quick guys, that's what they're ready. They're ready for you to cover them one-on-one and try to get a blitz home. And that's when the game's going to turn. Anyway, that's just my two cents. Well, we I'm, need that. Yeah, I'm going to say who here. you are. You're Robert Griffiths, <laughs> yeah, the former All-Pro safety. We didn't just run into I, you at the food court. I, I, would, I would be... I would be in the best shape of my life, for one, obviously, but, but two, I would have my back end 
linebackers and DBs so ready for non, you know, uh, hand signals, checks. We go into this. Everybody got to be on the same page. When we up, we keeping them in bounds. We want that clock to run because it's more possessions the more points. But answer this question. A lot of people say that. You know how long it, you know, teams have been saying if they run the football, keep the passing offense on the bench, you have a chance. I think that the, the extra to that, I think that's so important, is you still have to be able to score on the offensive side because if you don't, if you're only kicking field goals, when True. your defense is out for a long well, time. Well, look at Jacksonville. You, you have to stay aggressive, You have too. to score touchdowns. You, you got to be aggressive. I'm, what I'm saying is you, you have to go up. They got to go up. It can't be a tight game all the way, and then and then it comes down to one drive or a field goal or something. The, the, New England is going to win that game nine out of ten, right? Yeah. They got to get up, and they have to make Brady throw, and they got to cover. It, it, it's it's third down efficiency, man, one on one, because all these little dink and dunk passes for Brady, they're runs. The basic long handoff, basically they're, long they're handoffs. handoffs. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Robert Griffith, former All-Pro safety, who shot for the Vikings, the Browns, and the Cardinals, is our guest on the NFL on tune. And we're going to talk about a revolution going on in the world of backpacks. Too bad it's not TV, because we have the merchandise with us. Do I have one? We'll get there in a moment. My Cordell God. always looks for the handout, so that is not Don't for we, you. That's look, what look, we do. Look. That is the floor model. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what he's got down there by his feet. Believe me, I'm with him every day. Brian Robert. has messed with me for so long when we travel. He said, you're bringing your Louis Vuitton backpack. No, no, no. No, I want the documentation. I want to find out that's authentic. I think no, that no, fell off a truck. No, it's real. Well, you know what? It's, it's free. It was free. <laughs> Regardless of what it is, it's hey, free. Since, since none of us are 25, we're, we're all 45-ish and looking very good. This should yeah. be a TV show. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is How great. does Tom Brady get better at the age of 40? Wow. How is he getting this done? Uh, relentless pursuit to be the number one guy ever, ever, ever. If you don't see that, when you look at him in his interviews, all of his commentation, uh, you know, his wife talking about he's going to play another three. He's got it set up. This dude is going to play She's three. She's really asking him to come home. He's going to play three <laughs> more years well, give like your theory. this. What? And you know why? He's got the system. Right. He's in the pistol. He's not getting hit if he really doesn't want to. He's got he, the answer to the test, the only, as he says. The only thing he's going to do is change the players around him. That's it. But here's my question. That's it. To that, the thing that made that work for so long, and I'm only going off of this because what's happened over the last 48 to 72 hours, or maybe within the last week, is you lose your offensive coordinator. It don't matter. You're now losing your defensive coordinator. Matter. Because here's the thing, when they've lost their offensive coordinator they got before, the blueprint they've how to always win. had the deep. But who's going to come in and call those plays? And you lose Jimmy Garoppolo, and you have Alex Guerrero gone. So what I'm basically saying is, it's everything around him that kept him safe. Even though you lose your offensive coordinator, you still had the defensive-minded coach, not just in Bill Belichick, but their defensive coordinator. So as long, that, as, he, so as, long as he doesn't get hurt, what are they going to win? Ten games in that division? Their division sucks. Well, yeah, ten in that Every year they go hey, to the Buffalo playoffs. Buffalo finally made the playoffs for the first finally, time since bro. 1999. Look, man, look, if New England was in another division, they would have not gone to eight Super Bowls. I'm sorry. That division sucks. They or always, if the Steelers well, have more they discipline. Always, yeah. They always get home field advantage, and they always win. Well, Peyton Manning has something to do with Come that, on, too. Oh, I mean, he beat him four times in the AFC Championship. I know, but I'm not trying to hear that. I'm just saying. What about Cordell? What was your record head-to-head against Tom Brady? I beat him once. That was the last yeah. time. What in about the, the rest? The, we lost in the conference championship. They cheated. <laughs> Took you I mean, a day and a half to get there. Robert never stuttered. He never he, 
took his eyebrows to I mean, the hairline. Like, he, he agreed. I mean, come on. They cheated. So, okay, let me, let, me, let me put out some teams, and I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist kind of guy. Get warmed up for tomorrow. But <laughs> it's something to be said if you went into Dallas and beat him in the early 90s. Or you went to Green Bay and you beat him like in 95 to 98 to 99. You had to really win the game. That's all I'm going to say. So what are you saying? That's all I'm saying. What are you saying? Tell us. I'm trying to actively listen here. Parables don't work on this show. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Which was what? Say it again. Is the answer in the backpack if I open it up? When we we had one of the fastest defensive teams in the league, Mm -hmm. we were built for the carpet. We would go to Green Bay, and I swear I put on the longest spikes I've ever had on my life. To, to chop through that ice, in, right? I had five-inch pumps on. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy them at the mall. I can see the store down there oh, next to the food court. Oh, God, oh man. I was about 6'4 in them cleats, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I mean, I remember going in the frozen tundra with myself my rookie year, dude, and in the middle of the field was they changed it in yep. the middle between the hashes, but the outside from the, the hash marks to the silent was all ice. And it was like, it was tough to play, but, it, but here's the thing, and, and I think you're alluding to it. You just got to win. You yeah, know, you and, it's, win. and as frustrating as it is, this team didn't just win one Super Bowl and got penalized. Oh, no. In, in a sense of cheating, however you want to add it up. But they've consistently done it. And so when you consistently done it, it comes to a point in time where you got to throw your hands up. Oh, no, 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 say, no, no. I'm not here discrediting anything they've done. Oh, no, we know all it, I'm, but I'm just saying, I'm saying it's like we all have to do it. Yeah, all I'm saying is that I know how hard it is to win 10 games. But if you win 10 games every year, every year, you know, this is still the, this is still the NFL. Yeah. You know, you still have the same divisional opponents, even though I think that some divisions are a little tougher historically than yeah. others. Um, um, I, you you got to hats off, man. And don't let them get this one. In the Minnesota, this division in the NFC North is has been tough for a long time. I mean, Brett Favre somewhat was the king, and Aaron Rodgers had his run, but it wasn't as easy as it may sound because you guys were good and made your run and end up losing that game um, to the Atlanta Falcons when you had that opportunity to get that one. And every time you think about those games and you say, if we just could have only have done... Yeah, it's always right. it's all it, it look, it's five plays. Five to seven plays every At least. game. Sometimes just one. Yeah. Ask as the kid Marcus Williams. Exactly. For New Orleans. Exactly. Just one play. And, but, and, and but, everything changes. But most of the time it's five to seven plays. Like and like not go, allow you to get into those tough moments and places. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Like get get um to um oh God, I just forgot the the championship game. They didn't get the first down. You know, they had a couple penalties that kept them from getting a field goal or getting points. Um, Jacksonville? Yes. Yeah, okay. they had a 20-10 yeah. lead, That's fourth quarter, saying. and a couple swing plays Be- determined that game. Before the first half, right? Well, I mean, you got 55 seconds left on clock. And here's the thing real quick. That game was, was one that was built on what you were talking about until the last two, three minutes of that quarter, which was they ran the football well. Blake Borders was pinpointing his passes because they were playing man coverage. But then all of a sudden they got a delay game, illegal procedure, and then all of a sudden the defense got soft. And so once they became soft, they end up getting the ball back. The score was 14 to 10. And the key word is soft means you're tired. Yeah. And so now it's like (laughs) you say to yourself, do we want Blake Bortles to become the Blake Bortles that we've seen before? Or do we just want to sit on it and try to regroup at halftime? But they did regroup and came back out. But they came out with the same game plan from the first half and they never could get it done. Because that no-huddle offense, you talk about in New England, it killed them. Figuratively. And and, and you're going to see that early in the game here. 
because it, 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 it's about attrition for the Super Bowl. Everybody's, <laughs> even in the championship game, people are blown out the first 10 plays. You gotta, you gotta. Get your feet on the ground yeah, quick. Yeah, you gotta really just play the game like it's a normal game, knowing that it's everything. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, it's kinda yeah. hard, but you gotta yeah. just play ball, man. It was, you know it was 100 years ago since we went in Arizona. I gotta remember you. That game went by so fast yes. playing against Dallas in, in Arizona. And, and I gotta be honest with you, man, when we all talk about it and looking back at it, you know, it's like, man, if we weren't so caught up into wanting to play as opposed to just taking our time and letting the game come to us, because that's what coaches always say, right? Let the game come to you, and, and that's the question. And here, and here's another great thing. Yeah. You got, you got LeGarrette Blunt, you got Chris Long. Man, I'm running the dog crap out of LeGarrette Blunt. You know? Early. Yeah, and I'm Early. saying to myself, it's like these guys came from New England. Yeah. They understand the air quotes, Patriots way. You wonder if they're actually talking to this football team. And if you were a coach, would you allow that to happen yes. to help these I guys think understand Peterson what it means? seems like he'd be open to that, right? Yeah. Yes. I think so. You would think so, yeah. It, it, intel is always key. You know, it, I, I think one of the things that uh, – the reason why Belichick wins, you know, I always go to him, is that these guys make adjustments. They come off the sideline. Belichick might be the only – he might be the only head coach I see – Go talk to position players. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. How many head coaches you know? Not they on the sideline watching the game. Let their guys Belichick pulls his mic off. How many times have you seen him go? Yeah, yeah. They're pinching. Yeah. We're gonna do He's this coaching. next. Yeah. Everybody. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why I give him his props. He goes to the D-line, this is what we're gonna do, or what are you guys seeing? You know, you hear those questions from him, and that that's Brilliant. that's what separates him from going directly to his coaches. He already knows. When he goes in the locker room for halftime, he goes, hey, this is what they're doing to our guys. We need to do this. Let's adjust that. Let's go to this. It's more Schematic of a ju- advantage oh, man. part they're of the dynasty. In. It's over, man. They're going in there killing. Kaboom. <laughs> Robert Griffith is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. As we wrap it up, we are looking at a glorious backpack. Mm. Give us the details. What's mm-hmm. going on with you in the business world? Well, uh, you know, this is, I, I hate to call it a side project, and it just kind of grew organically, but I have a really good partner. My, my partner is in China now, Steve Kim, and uh, uh, we have manufacturing prowess, and uh, we decided that the first thing we wanted to display our patented clip. Patented. Cordell, patented, patented clip. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is uh, we have a patented clip where we attach Bluetooth speakers, they connect, mm-hmm. right? There you go, right there. I'll turn them on later. Yeah, okay. Phones. So we patented that clip. Very cool. So the first iteration was this backpack, and our backpack company's called Zooks, X-O-O-X. You can go to Zooks Bag, not plural, .com, and check them out. Um, but I did this because, Cordell, you know, you've been to my weekends I've had for my foundation. Yep. I set up the Robert Griffith Foundation in 1996, and I gave out my first scholarship in 1998, and uh, I got 36 graduates. Wow. Um, yeah, I put 36 people through school, and and uh, I'm you know I'm after making money to do that. So go back to my weekend. I had golf, I had comedy, I had a basketball game, I had all these things, and it was a lot of work. And when you look around, you go, ah, we, we really didn't make as much money as we should for the effort we put in. So. After 2008, when all the sponsorships dollars started drying up, I decided to 
move all my efforts to just another vehicle to sponsor my scholarship program. So that's what this bag does. Mm -hmm. So a large portion of the proceeds um, will go to my scholarship program. And I have two people matching me dollar for dollar. And so I'm looking to put 50 kids through school this year and um, looking to do 100 next year. Nice. Yeah. My goal is to put a, a thousand kids through school, man. That's one of my that is monumental. lifetime goals. Yeah. What's the website? One more time. Let's get that. Uh, Zooks bag. So X O O X B A G dot com. So when you look at this yeah. bag from a convenience standpoint, yeah. You know, how often do you get a chance to have your music on your straps and be able to have your phone sitting there? Because how often do we have a chance to to lose those things because they're they're small pieces because we're trying to carry the big stuff. Right. And so how convenient is it for, you know. Any kid or even an adult, for that matter. It, it's very convenient. One of the other things is the safety um, issues. So you always see people on skateboards or bikes, um, and they got the earbuds in, they're listening to their music. Well, they can't hear, you know, fire trucks or police sirens or, you know, other noise. And so it creates a lot of problems. There's a lot of kids getting hit. And um, so this is also another safety item we want to have uh, for our backpack. But... You know, it's fun. We got GoPro. Uh, we got 23 accessories to this bag. So Very cool. 4K cameras and all that kind of stuff. Nice, man. It's yeah. a really good bag. Now, Cordell's going to want one. Oh, I think he just goes to the website, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's nice. I mean, you know, I'll talk to Robert. And so we also. <laughs> <laughs> we're worth this. <laughs> Me and Robert are great friends. <laughs> We go way, way back. Yeah, man. Well, there's a free bag involved. Hey, final thought, because obviously you're dominant now as an entrepreneur. We've been talking about Tom Brady, any athlete, looking to replace that sense of competition. Did it take you a while? Or are you finding similar joy in what you're doing now? Uh, you know, I do. You know, when I when I retired, I retired. And um, it you do have to find something to do that you're really passionate about. And if the ultimate goal is just to be healthy, let that be it. If it's to have, you know, raise a family, let that be it. But I think every guy that played, especially as long as we did, uh, Cordell, has to find another purpose on why they should get up and go do something. And, um, you know, whatever it is. So for me, it's giving out scholarships, which allows me to use my brain to be an entrepreneurial um, this is not what I do every day. I, right, but part know, of the right? virtuous but, cycle. It's all connected. Exactly. And, you know, I think, you know, I've had a great life. I mean, Cordell, we have a great lives, yeah. man. We play football. We made millions of dollars. And I think, you know, guys are making more money now. I think that every player should have their hands on something philanthropic and giving their time or their money away. Well said. And Cordell yeah. should use some of that money to buy a bag. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to yeah, let you guys work that out. about the kids. But, but here's the question we got to take a break coming up, so make the short place. Yeah. When it comes to resources, mm -hmm. you know, we all have our resources, and, and we don't know how much we truly have, even when it comes to connecting to the National Football League. Right. But Tom Brady. Mm hmm I mean, he's done everything under the sun. He's kind of created his own brand, TB12, and everything with championships. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to give him that rush? Because he's won so much. It's like he's at the pinnacle. Who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't know him that well. I don't know. Like, what if he, would you do if you were in that position? Like, you're at the pinnacle of your career where you've won multiple championships. You're the face of a multitude of businesses. The, go to the front office, own a team, be in an ownership group. I don't know. I think that's probably the only place he can Run really a go. business. He yeah. loves the TB12. Something big. Yeah, yeah he something does. big. Maybe it's the branding company. I don't know. Well it's said. Tough. I'm yeah. going to let you guys negotiate, okay? And and just so the people know, we're we're an official sponsor of the Bold uh, Bold North Zip Line this year. Will Cordell, North. yeah, partake in that? 
I don't know, but I don't I, know I neither. Got, I got we'll some passes. That out. I got some guy. passes, man. Okay. Let's go. We we'll work on that. We we'll work on that. If it's free, it's me. We'll it's Cordell's <laughs> mantra. No, 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 no. That I'm means a he, I'm a heavy guy. Do, that does that zip line work with go. me? <laughs> Robert, great to see you. I'll let you guys catch up. Good luck with the business. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast, and we'll be right back with more after this. It's a new year, and time for you to explore new podcasts on TuneIn. What better way to celebrate the new year than taking a look back at the best podcasts of 2017? From news and politics to true crime, comedy, and history favorites, we've rounded up our favorites and there's something for everyone. Shows included Dirty John, S-Town, My Favorite Murder, Homecoming, Pod Save America. Start your new year with these podcasts and more. Just search podcasts on TuneIn today. Welcome back to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. As we continue on NFL No Huddle, the podcast, let's head back to Minneapolis for more of our coverage of Super Bowl 52. Earlier, we went round the league with Chris Rose of NFL Network and started that chat by asking Chris what he thought the most interesting component of this week was. Nick Foles, I'm a... uh... I'm interested to see if he can continue this and continue to prove us all wrong. Because when Carson Wentz went down out in L.A. in week 14, we were like, oh, damn. No way possible, right? Right? Because that was a really good team. Offensively, defensively, guy in his second year had figured it out, had already set the Eagles franchise single season touchdown record. We are like, God, you know, if New England gets back, this is a team that could really give them fits on both sides of football. And we went, oh, no, not Nick Foles. Didn't he, like, where, where was he? Like, NFL Europe the last two years? He, like, disappeared. But yeah. he has been phenomenal. Well, the good thing is, is he's had an opportunity just to be in the same system. Um, starting off in Philly with Andy Reid, goes to Kansas City with Andy Reid, then he comes back to Philly with Doug Peterson with a more, I would say, up-tempo, upbeat-style offense to an extent. And if you watch those two games in, in the playoffs, the one they played against Atlanta, that was the same recipe that New England had against him last year where they threw the ball in the flats a lot. They right. saw James White get nine, what, nine catches for 109 yards. Then they flip it over, and in the game against Minnesota, they go vertical. Well, that was the thing. Is that Isn't he, that crazy? He barely threw the ball past the sticks against Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, but that, that's what they gave up, and that's how right. we saw New England beat them in the latter part of the third quarter. I know, but you can't tell me what was it, week 15, uh, week 16, that Monday night game against the Raiders. You were yeah. like, Christmas night. He was well, atrocious. Was, yeah, you were. I was, I was kind of nervous, but you, you also could draw from a time in which he played with Andy Reid in Philly. I think it was 13. He was 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, that was Chip that Kelly, was Chip. though. That was that the was video Chip, that game. Was Chip Kelly. That was Chip right. Kelly. But I think from what I hear, Doug Peterson goes from, came from the Chip Kelly system, in a sense, yeah, in that Atlanta game and helped him. Let's be honest. When Carson Wentz went down, we all thought it was over. We all thought they were one and done. Right. The season was going to be I over. I didn't think that. Why? Well, Cordell's also the guy who believed in Case Keenum. You guys want to catch up on that? Hey, I'm telling you, I was the first to talk about Case Keenum. I'm going all the way back to the offseason. He will tell you. He loves we, backup quarterbacks. Dude, That's his thing. But here's the thing about Case Keenum that no one really paid attention to for me is like Dak Prescott. No one thought Dak Prescott could come in and play well for Tony Romo. But when you watch the decision he was making and how he was making some decisions, you had to say to yourself, okay, he has the potential to be pretty good. How are the guys around him? Because how many quarterbacks we know can really carry a team by themselves other than maybe four or five? No, Max? Listen, I'm with you. There's, there's elite and then there's a drop-off yeah, in, and, in the league, and I get it. And then so when I, when I thought about Case Keenum, I said, 
I think he could be okay. Okay, so quickly. What's the deal Case Keenum gets this offseason? You cannot franchise tag him. I'm jumping in. Well, That's the hot take. Well, no, mean, Cordell says write him a check for $25 million to have total control. And so, I say, So answer why? this question. So answer this question. Where's he going, Chris Rose? So who, well, do, you br- who do you bring in? You have Teddy Bridgewater available. All these guys are free agents. I trade for Alex Smith. I give up the second-round pick this year and a future pick. There's and I go to the Super Alex Bowl Smith. next year. There is only one Alex Smith, so we can't. Ian Rappaport we, told we, us that. Is that on the talking points at NFL Network? I haven't been there for five years. We cannot Ian send Rappaport him to Minnesota, that in my Cleveland, face a week Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, we can't, can't send, send him, him to all those Denver. places. You can't send him everywhere. I don't know, unless we're working on cloning Alex Smith. Well, well anything's possible at this mall, as yeah. you know, right? right? So it's I'm possible. Sure there might right be a store down there. Orange Julius, there's a cloning. There is one downstairs. Manufacturer. We're taking you around the league with our friends. Is there a store that will cut me in half, by the way, because that's what I'm looking you only do. have to look good from the waist up on TV, pal. And you have it nailed down. So right. we were watching you last night. We're working the floor, hand-to-hand combat right. there. You're presiding on NFL Network. Was I hallucinating? Did Bill Belichick smile briefly last night? He did. So last year we challenged Willie McGinnis, you know, and and Willie gets a one-on-one with, with the coach. I said uh, we set the over-under at five or six smiles last year. <laughs> and he got to six. And... Um, so this year we created a Belichick smileometer, if you will. <laughs> so every time he smiled during the Willie interview, we put the little counter up, bing, bing. Right. And he, I think he topped out at eight or nine last night. So it was pretty good. I actually, I actually thought that the Patriots were in an exceptionally loose mood. Comfortable. Yeah, very much so. And it's good because the thing that's made them so great over this two-decade run is their ability to be so singularly focused, right? But I always am curious, can the guys enjoy the ride while the ride is going on? And if so, if they can't, then are they missing it? Are they missing what is all all the greatness is about? Well, it's, you know, we all watched that Jacksonville game, game, of course, and Bill Belichick seemed like he was more, he was celebrating more then than I've ever seen him celebrate especially in a conference championship yeah. game. He normally walks to the middle the field, meme up the guy, yep. you know, say whatever and, and walk away, but I think when you look at Chris Long, you look at Jay Ajayi, you look at LeGarry Blunt, uh, you bring in all Sean Jeffries, Torrey Smith, you bring these guys from other places on that football team, and that energy is extremely vibrant. You look at what takes place with New England. I think the only guy that we could think of that's new, a couple guys rather, uh, we have Brandon Cooks. Yes, Stephon Gilmore. In the Gilmore. mean mug and in the hashtag Debo and James Harrison. He fits the mold of, of New England, right? The, the me mug face kind of sort of yeah but that's a guy that's already won i mean you you know he, he's so he understands yeah he's won a couple of super bowl rings he, he gets it I mean, yeah i mean what else is how's he gonna celebrate another leg day <laughs> he's gonna go <laughs> really lift the truck <laughs> i mean come on and that's then have some gatorade chatting with our friend chris rose nfl network mlb network as well <laughs> so i watch you and millar and you go through top dynasties in that sport and you're well-versed in everything going on in professional sports. Given free agency salary cap, is this run by the Patriots over the last decade and a half the most impressive dynasty we've seen? Yes. I will say in modern era sports, I can't judge the Packers or the Yankees of yesteryear. It's such a different game. You know, I'm talking about since the advent of free agency in sports. And so late 80s, late 80s early 90s. To me, it's it's the most impressive run. It is. And some people can argue about Jordan's Bulls six titles in eight years, which is fine. The Yankees, five of them from 96 through 09. 
Uh, I will say that this is the and the Spurs, which is a team that doesn't get talked about enough. But I really think that basketball it's so much easier to keep it together because one guy can make so much of a difference. Here we're talking about 18 years of superior play. Yeah, and I mean this is the one guy, and in one thing I think all those teams and, and players have in common is they have a system and it takes that one guy to make that system work because mm-hmm. you take Tom Brady out. Yeah, you'll get some wins. You might get 10, 11 wins. Ask uh, Matt Castle about that and where is he now? Um, these guys in Joe, Jacoby Brissett, if he was still around to even Jimmy Garoppolo, look how good how good he's playing going, on, going over to 49ers, is that these guys have a player within these systems that can allow this thing to tick. Tom Brady, you take him out of this, I don't know for sure if they'd make it even halfway to this point throughout his tenure if you had someone else in. But he is he is pretty remarkable. They ain't coming back from 28-3. No, not even close. It's over. And they're probably not coming back from 10 down with 11 to go against that defense. In Jacksonville, too, as well. Yeah, but the play 10. calling from Jacksonville helped a lot as yeah, they went it to did. a shell. And it, it did. It did. But that happens. We've seen that now in consecutive years. That's, That's why they're the greatest shot, of all right? time. Chris, always good to see you. When the next Top 10 Countdown show comes up and you feature backup quarterbacks on NFL Network, Cordell Stewart wants to be a contributor. Yes, well, unfortunately, I'm not a decision maker. <laughs> I'm merely a guy that gets asked to just show and up And I was places. also a Kirk Cousins guy, too, by the way. And he was a backup. <laughs> Did, can Dude. you look into that crystal ball real quickly? Who's, who's under center week one for, the, for my Browns? I have no, you're in trouble. You're in the hole. <laughs> he any, knows that. I can't get in any more trouble than one game in thirty-one. In two years, Cordell. I mean, you, you just hope that the team shows up come week one. And I'm click. telling I'm you, sorry. I finally feel good with John Dorsey at the controls. So you're saying there's a chance. Enjoy that, your week. That at we the win mall. three or four. Yes. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. We'll be right back after this. It's a new year and time for you to explore new podcasts on TuneIn. Bring in 2018 with exciting new podcast episodes for the whole family like Story Pirates, This Podcast Has Fleas, Tumble Science for Kids, The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, and so many more. Start your new year with these podcasts and more. Just search podcasts on TuneIn today. This is NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Welcome back to NFL No Huddle, the podcast spotlighting Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis. Andy Hart's here. He's got a lovely singing voice. You know, Andy. Patriot Football Weekly, Patriots.com Radio, Patriots Team Channel here on TuneIn. Weekly contributor, NFL on TuneIn. And yes, this is your life, Andy Hart. Andy, great to see you in person. Let's paint the word picture because I'm enthralled that we're in the middle of a mall. Yes. Not any mall. Biggest mall in America. Biggest mall of a mall. And now the Patriots seemingly have their own compound over by the food court. What are you folks doing this week? The Not Done Network, Mm -hmm. when it is never done. We are broadcasting live all day long, all week long. 24 hours a day, six days, Monday to Saturday. Live, live? Someone's there at 2 uh, o'clock in the morning? Yeah, no. Plausibly live? Live during daylight hours <laughs> and most enough. of the day. Is this mall open past midnight? I don't want to be here to find out. I don't know. That's a good question. But no, we are uh, bringing a unique experience to Patriots fans that uh, can't make it to Minnesota. We're trying to 
the obvious stuff covering the press conferences mm-hmm. and all that, but we have roving reporters down at the NFL Experience and various other events. We're doing a couple live radio shows. Our PFW in Progress radio show is a TV show this week, all week long. Are you wearing makeup? I am not. You should. I have some in my bag. <laughs> I, wore a collar, I wore a collared shirt yesterday just because my boss told me to, but today, no more collar. Went Don't let to the casual. man keep you down, Andy. <laughs> You're comfortable. Uh, yeah, that's right. you got to be comfortable. No, it's a, uh, it's a pretty cool thing, and uh, Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, the boss men, came through today and they seemed happy and there's also an area if you are coming here for fans to congregate go buy a pretzel buy a uh, Bud Light play a little pool shuffleboard it's all the fun how different is it for you guys to know that you know we do have all these different shops whether it's something for shoes clothes whatever uh, food most importantly because we're right here in the food court damn right this is a great place this is a this is a pretty cool setup I could live here I was all my needs could be fulfilled within a radius of about 100 yards and then tonight all the media members are going to head on over to the uh, amusement park, have some beer, some food, and do mm. a zip line, right? Is there is a weight what? restriction on that roller coaster? Because <laughs> I'm not talking not. about us. We look like oh, we look okay. I'm we're, saying we're, we're good. the rest Others. of the media. Are you, Cordell, you going to uh, you going to do a zip line? Or uh, maybe? You know what? We we walked around trying to find something we were trying to find, and I saw it. I'm like, dude, we got to come back and do this. You're going to do tonight. this tonight? Okay, let's have a flashback on the program. Our coverage of the NFL draft, Philadelphia <laughs> zip line five feet away I from us. I was too heavy. I was too heavy. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Lean and me now is willing to navigate that zip I'm line. Actually, I actually lost 15 pounds. Oh, since nice. Then. You on the TV so, 12 method? No, I'm on the Cordell 10. <laughs> He's method. on the candy I'm on the KS10 method. method. So what's the Cordell 10 method? Is that uh, no carbs? Lacking, well, not since I've been here around all this stuff, but try to stay away from the carbs, stay away from the sugars. I gave myself like 30 days. Do you have a cookbook and an app? No, I, well, what, I may go to Google and pull up some stuff. Cookbook, a lot of vegetables. you get like 200 a pop if you're Tom Brady. Yeah, but I don't want to go pitch spend 200 bucks when I have Google. No, no, I'm saying you should sell you should your sell version. And he's trying to be an entrepreneur. Well, right. I, I hear it, but, you know. It, I'm not sure I'd put your price point at 200. I might <laughs> no, want to bring no. that down a couple steps. <laughs> well, let's see. One guy's got five rings. The other guy played in one Super Bowl. One, two, one. We would price but, it comparatively. Listen, if you wanted to be the winner, Tom Brady, no question, right? Right, Go. right. But if you wanted to be an athlete, Right? Yeah. This guy ones. right here. Oh, yes. This guy slashing. Well, yeah, were right? you the number six most versatile player in the history of the NFL? Of all time, yeah. Is yep. that true? All yeah. And I think Who it were the was, top five? Uh, that's a good, I think it was Primetime was one of those guys. Uh, I didn't see the other. I was just How happy that I was in throw? I want to see him throw. Well, he did a lot of stuff, bro. He was a returner, corner, receiver. You remember when he did that with yeah. the Cowboys? I yeah, mean, yeah. He was, All right, you're doing. I was, tr- I was trying to fluff you no, up, but I you're doing it. a good job six selling. Is, the guy no, six is good. Six is good because Mike Vrabel, I think, was seven. He stopped watching after oh, Mike his Vrabel. segment Mike was, was seven. He, he didn't find out who the top five. Was. Troy Brown was in the mix. Troy Brown should be in the mix. No, no. Played Troy some Brown, defensive probably back. Probably top ten, but he wasn't. He wasn't. Okay. And he, you shook him off awful quickly. Jim Thorpe is the answer. As I drop another historical. Oh yes, Jim Thorpe. Yes, another contemporary reference on the show. Andy Hart, Patriots Football Weekly, Patriots.com Radio, Patriots Team Channel here on. Tune in. You've been a great contributor to this program, friend of the NFL. On tune in, Cordell's going to join your show tomorrow. The Not Done Network, and he's going and, looking for a ring. And he's yeah, not done. So I let's talk about the notion this team, not this incarnation of the Patriots, this franchise, somehow, and i got to slow down to say this word, deserves an asterisk for this entire 15-year run because now we got Steve Spagnola, who apparently has got plenty of free time because he's not on the Giants coaching <laughs> staff, saying when he was working for the Eagles and they matched up against your Patriots in Jacksonville, they had a pretty good idea New England knew their defensive signals. Yeah, uh, it just feels like same old, same old. And, I mean, history will show, correct? Anyone who wants to read it, they were punished, right? 2007, you had it. You lost a first-round pick. You lost a million dollars. 
And that Super Bowl obviously predates that time span. You know, they, they did the crime, I guess. They did the time. They took the punishment. And haters are going to hate. There's no doubt. They left that door open. That door is always going to be open. If you want to hate the Patriots, you have evidence for every bar fight you're ever in. But the reality is also that history will show they were great winners. And some of these details will get forgotten. And not to take a shot at, uh, at your franchise, Cordell, yeah. but there were certainly questions about the Steelers in the 70s, right? With substances and maybe they were all early the teams, on. Actually, all right. the teams, actually. But, but they were the, the winners. Steelers, they were the best yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. But no one really talks about that. Mm-hmm. All they talk about is four titles, right? In yeah. that era. And four yeah. rings. And Chuck Knoll and Terry Bradshaw and all the guys that went into the Hall of Fame. So, yes, those black marks are there for people that want to look for them and use them. But they also get forgotten because really only all people care about is when they start looking and say, who won, mm-hmm. right? The final score. And so whether it's something like cheating, these aspects that come, seem to come up every Super Bowl, or, you know, Bill Belichick told his team last week when you're dealing with all the issues with your family, no one's ever going to remember whether you had a queen or two twins or two foals in your hotel room. They're going to remember whether you lost the game. So get your head out of the, the preparations and make sure your head's where it's at because your family will get over yeah. the wrong bed in the hotel room if you win the game. If not, everybody's going to be pissed off. Well, you know when you win, that that's the approach you have to have because it's not like they've done it once or twice. I mean, they've gone to consistent, consistently gone to a Super Bowl and actually put themselves in position uh, to win it. But when you look at Tom Brady and everything that's happening around him right now because the conversation is he's 40 years old, Father Time is undefeated. Yep. He doesn't lose. You can say he's kind of – he can say he's declining to an extent. He's finding other ways to, to allow his games to elevate to him to another level. He's going to win the MVP level. award. How is he declining, Cordell? So when you get to the point where – You're going to address that? No, I'm not going to address that. I, I, big time. That's the show. Big time. I can't do it. Well, I because, can't let that go by. How right, is he declining? He's going right, to win the MVP. Because, he's going to add another ring, his sixth ring, tying the Steelers for the most mm-hmm, ever. Yeah, and yeah. you said he's declining how? Well, he's declining from the standpoint of his mobility. That portion, not so much for his winning. Which was never his strength. Never was his strength, but it's getting worse than what it was. When you see him moving in the pocket, does he move as well as he used to? Uh, That's where I'm coming he from. He did deal with an Achilles issue this year yeah, that okay. I wonder, is it age I, or Achilles, or are they one and the same? It's a combination of all. Right. It's a combination of all. And so when you put it in perspective, now all of a sudden you lose both offensive coordinator, you lose defensive coordinator. Yep. You lose Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Alex Guerrero's not on the sideline anymore. Then all of a sudden, the wife is asking for him to come home. Yep. He wins this Super Bowl. He becomes MVP of the league, wins the Super Bowl, MVP of this game. Does he stop? No. I, I think he's too invested in it. First of all, the business, I think, is an aspect here. The idea of I'm going better, longer, stronger, and I need to keep doing that. Because people can pull out a Brett Favre. You know, there's guys that have done it, but they haven't done it then at 41, right. then at 42. And he mm-hmm. still continues to claim the, the goal, the shot is 45, to keep doing this till he's 45 years old. Now, he's not under contract, so some people have said, well, he's under contract for two more years. Maybe that's more of a realistic goal. Right. But I think he's invested in this, and I do think he enjoys it. You know, he, he keeps saying these things like, why would I stop now? Right. You know, I've been in the same system forever, so every year is not learning new, new coach, new starting. It's the same system. They'll have a different guy calling plays next year. It won't be Josh McDaniels. He'll be calling the same plays. And when they game plan on Tuesday, Tom Brady will have as much input in that game plan as the offensive coordinator does. He has the answers to the test. It's, it's easier now than it used to be. So now I, I worked for 17 years. I still feel good physically. Why would I walk away? And, you know, you look at the, the, the latest installment of Tom versus time. I don't know if you guys have been watching that, yeah. this, this Gotham Chopra, um, documentary on Facebook and it, it's really fascinating to see what and he well puts produced in. Too. Yes, it's, it's good really watch. good and I give them credit. Today's episode even 
sort of delves into, you know, Brady's all about pliability and nutrition. Well, yeah, that, that's great for you. But what about your, you know, tight end or your defensive end who, you know, he needs to be strong. He, he, be he can't just work with little rubber bands, you know, right. flexing his leg and then say, I'm going <laughs> to block Geno Atkins or, or one of those big, big guys. So well, that was sort of addressed in that in the episode today with Edelman fighting against it that he does the pliability but I need to be strong and fast too I need to block people and Tom is just so invested in this and having so much fun and I think he's one of those guys quite honestly I don't you know I know Giselle he he tells us Giselle wants him to come home and he says sorry babe I'm having too much fun I'm not sure you're gonna like Tom Brady for a year or two when you take football out of his life I think he could probably be a pain in the ass to live with until then maybe he fully goes over into TB12 method and businessman and all that. But the first year or two, careful what you wish for, Giselle, because he might be a bit of a beast. But do we want to see him fail before he leaves? I mean, I'm just assuming. No, but he doesn't think he will. I, you know that? I, we, I, he I, thinks I, he's going to be I the do. one guy who defeats all these cliches. He has the answer, right. right. He is going to beat Father Time. And, you know, right now it's hard to argue against him, right? He's yeah, going to win the MVP. He's in the Super Bowl. Yep. He, As you said, if they win, good chance he's going to be the Super Bowl MVP, yep. right? Mm-hmm. It's an award that goes to quarterbacks. So it's hard to argue against him right now. But there's been a lot of other guys in all sports, right, that think they're the one that's going to go forever. And the, as Max Kellerman would, would say, the cliff comes. But mm. How'd that work out this but year, The problem Max? for those guys, yeah. though, the <laughs> Keep problem saying for it, you'll be right sooner or later. Is they leave and go to another team. Tom right. is going to be with the same team. He's never so going his chances, as long his as the Kraft family owns that team, is much better than yeah, theirs. His his chances are better, and the system is part of it. You know, I get back mm-hmm. to that. You know, people call him a system quarterback like that's a shot. That's well, his system. He's been in the system. It's his system. It's his. And when it works, why change from it? Why would you ever get away from it? But I just think he's too invested, and now the Patriots are invested. If he walked away after this Super Bowl for whatever reason. You're leaving the Patriots in a terrible situation. There's no plan. They traded Jimmy Garoppolo for a second-round pick. They don't have anybody to develop. So he has no choice. I think he's all in, and I think they probably are well aware of that. Chatting with our friend Andy Hart, Patriots Football Weekly, Patriots.com Radio, Patriots Team Channel here on TuneIn. This is not the Patriots Team Channel. This is the NFL on No, TuneIn. it's not. We have a global audience. We have Eagle fans saying, Boo. you guys have talked way too much Patriots, and we have, in fairness. It's been about an hour and Who cares 30 about minutes. Them? No one likes them. You hear the boos they got last <laughs> night at, at media night? We I are you actually love that, balanced. Boo. We are balanced here. So let me get you to the Philadelphia analysis through your Patriot prism. Okay. Mm. Matchup by matchup, pick any area you want. Where do you think Philadelphia has the biggest advantage heading into Sunday? Biggest potential advantage is probably that defensive front, you know, and we know that is the story of Super Bowls past that have ended in defeat for the New England Patriots. Have a pass rush. Have four guys that are just going to own that line of scrimmage. And for Philadelphia, the way they do it, it's probably six or seven guys. They rotate guys through. Um, And I, I think Jim Schwartz is part of that. Bill Belichick raves about Jim Schwartz and what he is as a defensive mind, defense coordinator. You know, he worked, Schwartz worked under him in Cleveland way back when. Bill tried to bring him to, to New England, and uh, the, I believe it was, he was with the Titans at the time. They wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him interview to come. He could have been part of this staff over the last decade. Uh, but he's a great defensive mind, and we know Patriots often win some of the coaching battles, you know, second half adjustments or late in the game when Jacksonville and and Doug Marone goes all conservative on both sides of the ball and sort of kicks away what could have been a victory for his team. This is a game where I think Schwartzy could battle wits with McDaniels and Belichick and might be a fair fight. But the offensive line, David Andrews is a good center, not a great center. I think Joe Tooney, the left guard, good, not great. Fletcher Cox is borderline great 
excuse me, defensive tackle. Um, so I think that's that's an interesting matchup to keep an eye on. But the one that matters is the one that's out here somewhere, the big banner that just smacks you in the face when that you Nick walk Foles in. Nick Foles staring at you when it's, you walk into the mall? It's Tom Brady and Nick Foles staring at you, and it's hard to imagine you know, that being equal enough. So yeah. all the other issues become an issue. And, you know, I'm going to be stunned if it's Foles battling Tom Brady. He's had a great postseason, right? I he mean, he's, he's, he's cruising. That Vikings defense as good as ever, and he comes in cruising. But, you know, that's the one that really matters, the quarterbacks. Andy, you're the best. Thanks again. And yep. it's not over because we don't let people go in the offseason. So you're going to have to change your phone Not number. a problem. So no, we'll be calling. Call anytime. I have more time in the You know, the combine's combine, right around the corner. Draft. Yeah. Uh, every yeah. step of the Free way. agency. Mid-June. I'm at my very best. We'll do Jim Thorpe stories. Ooh, but most nice. importantly, should we really get Cordell to go full heel tomorrow yes. on your show. Come Are you in capable of that? And demand yeah. a ring. You can sell it. With, with my damn ring. Flipping the desk Opening over. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> and you have cameras in there, right? Heck yeah. It'll will this be, be documented in the video? Too it will much security blow up. Oh, yeah. It's full oh, TV. It's, yeah. Molly McGrath. My man, we, we need the PR help. Please yes. do it for the sake of the it show. It will be all God over damn. the internet immediately. Cover. Don't worry. You know, trending on Twitter, the little hat. You'll be the story of you the football world. You guys are too amped world. up too early. It's tomorrow. We're radio we guys. We're I think you're going to wuss out. He will. I got too I'm calling you out. Yeah. Here's the interview tomorrow. Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. Let me compare him to Michael Jordan. You'll Maybe get 10 minutes of that. Me. Maybe they'll let me come out That's on the desk. That's why he'll be here and I'll be over there talking to you guys. How about that one? Catch me outside. I'm available, Andy. Anytime you? you need me. Stop by. I'll wander by. Stop by. After I have go to the beer, Orange Julius. Grab a Bud Light, have a beer, yeah, yeah. sit down. You heard what he said when I started questioning some things. Why would he stop now? <laughs> right. That's how the show works. Andy, thanks again. You've been great My all pleasure. season long. Thank Andy, you, we love chatting with you here on the NFL on TuneIn. Thank you for listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast on iTunes with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Listen live weekdays from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern by downloading the TuneIn app and searching NFL no huddle the national football league is on tune in your everything audio app